Hey, believe it or not, another week has passed. This is, what is it called? Let's get Let's spiritual. Get spiritual. <laughs> you know, I don't know if that's the greatest name or not, but it really is about what we talk about. It right? is. It really is. It's good to see you again. Thank you. Yes, indeed. Once a week now, man. Once our, a our week. Our friendship has come uh-huh. down to once a week to do a podcast. Right. And you know what I love? Uh-uh. Your coffee that I'm looking at is actually manly coffee. There's nothing frou-frou about it. No, I don't know frou-frou except I put some uh, Trevia in it. Oh, my goodness. I got to sweeten it up a little bit. <laughs> Mine's just black. <laughs> but that's the reason when we did the cover for the uh, podcast. Right. I yep. put a cup of coffee on exactly. there. Exactly. Yep. If you guys are wondering, we get through this thing with a cup of coffee. <laughs> 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 cup of coffee stimulates our conversation yes, and our it brains. Does. Yes, it does. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I hope that you guys, whenever you listen, you have a cup of coffee, unless it's late or not, then that wouldn't be a good thing. Mm-mm. Don't do it then. Hey, uh, well, I'm going to have to talk to you after this because you and I need to have lunch sometime. We do. You know, I, I hate for this just to be a working relationship. I, I, I do too. And I think I owe you a taco or two. Yeah, you do. Yes, I think And so. we've, we're over 1,200 right. now, and that taco was at 1,000. 1,000, so yeah. maybe I owe you more than one or two tacos. Yeah, you might get some refried beans and some <laughs> rice. <laughs> we used to have lunch a lot more. We did. We yeah. really did. We need now to do that. just business. Well, because you're so stinking busy. I'm busy. I'm busy, Yes. You know, the one thing about leaving my position as senior pastor at Dallas Bay is uh, I still have plenty of things to do, mm-hmm. but I do them almost all alone. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I stay busy. Right, uh, I, right. I, I could not imagine retiring and doing nothing. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm still writing and we do the podcast and I do some reselling on the side, that kind of thing. I do a lot of mm-hmm. stuff. Then I got, we're sitting here by a four wheeler, uh, Can Am Spider. In a 1977 Honda Super Sport. Uh, I love this podcast barn. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. This yeah. this is a man cave. It is. And a podcast area as mm-hmm. well. And then I got a boat sitting out there. I mean, I do a lot of stuff mm-hmm. outdoors, but I, man, it, it's so funny when all your friends are younger than you and they're all still working. Mm-hmm. And uh, you get on the phone and go, hey, man, we'll go fishing. <laughs> well, I got a world work, but you want to go hunting? I'm working. And so everybody else have real lives. Right. And, uh, real, and, real lives. <laughs> so, I mean, I think, you know, when people catch up with me, it'll be different. But yeah, right I now, agree. right yes. now, I spend a lot of time load up really lonely. Oh, bless your heart. <laughs> so that's why I do this. I force you to get together with me for a, once a week so that we can talk about things. I think that people might find interesting. Yeah, that's our that's our hope and dream right there. That, oh, that they really do. You threw and it in there. You there threw the topic in for the week. There we go. Dreams. Dreams. My wife says that dreams and visions, you know, we were talking to her a little while ago, and I don't know if it's going toward visions or not. I'm, I'm not even sure if I can distinguish between a dream and a vision. Can you? Well, I mean, a dream is when you go night-night. You yep. know, I think. And a vision probably is more when you're awake, I would say. So, dreams occur when your eyes are closed, visions when your eyes are open. Uh, you can, that's what I would say. Okay. That's what I would say. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, when John had the vision mm-hmm. on the Isle of Patmos right. that we call Revelation, mm-hmm. uh, not with an S. Exactly. No, revelation. Just one, uh-huh. one revelation. The revelation of Jesus Christ yes. is what that is. Yes. Yes. Um, he was in the spirit on the Lord's day. That's what it says. But in the spirit doesn't necessarily mean that he was asleep. His eyes could have been wide open. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So okay, I, I get. I think that's a pretty good working definition. It is. We can still work on it. Yeah. yeah. So let's let's just talk about dreams. Then. Okay. Maybe visions yeah. for another. So you know the whole idea of people who claim to have dreams. Mm-hmm. Maybe perhaps people who do have dreams. What are they? And I think that as we get into the podcast that we might want to make a distinction, Mm -hmm. right? What's the difference between a natural 
and a supernatural dream. I mean, take this for example. You, you kidded earlier that most of the dreams you've had have been because of burritos before you went to bed. Yes, right? yes. Right. Uh, I think that what uh, Elder, I won't call it Elder Scrooge because I wrote a play one time called Elder Scrooge, <laughs> but Ebenezer Scrooge. <laughs> Ebenezer Scrooge, when he was first met with the ghost of Jacob Marley on that night before the other three spirits came to visit him, mm-hmm. uh, he was trying to explain the apparition of Jacob Marley way, and he said, I think there's a bit more of gravy than grave about you. <laughs> <laughs> a like bit that. of undigested beef, he said. <laughs> that is good. So, yeah, it's the very same yeah, thing, you right? You watch a lot of television, don't you? No, no, that's a book. I read oh, that. I read, okay. I read A Christmas read. Carol every year at Christmas. Oh. I mean, I've missed a few years, but right. uh, no. No movie can ever do it justice. Mm-hmm. It is such a great story. I, I used to have the same dream, and that is someone chasing me that I could not get away from. Yes. And like running in molasses, running yeah. in slow motion, yeah. you know. And, and truly, I had that same dream over and over and over. I hadn't had it in years. I'll yeah. probably have it tonight. <laughs> no, I no, since we've been talking about it. Right. Uh, I, I'm embarrassed to say this because I know what it means, and, and I've never really understood kind of what that. But, but I've had a dream a lot of times. I'm just walking in public in a pair of underwear. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm in a meeting, a pair of underwear. I'm preaching. I'm in a pair of underwear. I'm lecturing. I'm in a pair of underwear. Oh. And that's all I've got on. And and I can't explain why I am almost naked, but I'm in a pair of underwear. Uh, I don't even. I have no response. <laughs> I know. I well, I know what. Your, yours has something to do with fears that you can't get away right. from. Where I grew up. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. And mine has to do with being exposed. Okay. That's what psychologists would tell you. Okay. That you're hiding something, but in your dreams you're being the revelation. You're being seen for mm. who you really are. And so it bothers me when I'm trying to hide. I'm not really sure. I'm sure I have plenty to hide, but I'm not I, conscious of it. I'm just glad you have clothes on right now, my brother. Yeah, these are dreams. This yes, is not okay. reality. Okay. I cannot okay. remember ever running out of the house in my underwear. This is really quickly to get the paper or something. Can I tell you, I did one time. When uh-huh. I pastored in Sparta, Tennessee, uh, Timothy, my oldest son, was very young at that time. And it was on a Sunday afternoon, and I was sitting there in my boxers. Yep. And watching football, and he wanted to fly a kite. And so all of a sudden, he said, Dad, help me fly this kite. And so without thinking, I went out in the front yard. We had a gigantic front yard. I went out there, helped him fly a kite. I was out there 15, 20, 30 minutes. And my wife, Leslie, looked out the window, opened the door, said, Tony! <laughs> and I looked down and took off running. Yeah, so, but not yes. Bermuda shorts. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, well, yeah. well, so dreams. Dream. Some dreams are brought on by a bit of indigestive beef or yes. more gravy than grave about mm-hmm. you type thing. So can be just a psychological reaction to a physiological happening where you ate something that was, you know, mm-hmm. not agreeing with you. Don't eat spicy food late at night, that sort of thing. But there are also how people use the word dream that we're not going to be talking about here, but I want to differentiate between a supernatural dream and a natural dream the person used. Like, how many of you times you ever heard said, that would be my dream job? Mm-hmm. Or, do you have a dream car? A lot of guys mm-hmm. will talk about their dream car. And even HTTV every year, I think every year, builds a dream home right. that you right. can win. So we use the word dream mm-hmm. as far as an aspiration. A goal. A goal. Have a dream vacation yeah. or something like that. Right? Something that we're reaching for. Mm-hmm. Um, and so typically, the difference between the, the kind of dream that we want to talk about, if you say, I had a dream. Mm-hmm. I had a dream. 
or the kind that we're talking about just as Martin Luther King Jr., mm-hmm. which, which I think was one of the most inspirational things I ever heard. I have a dream. Right. It's an ongoing dream. It's an aspiration of something better, mm-hmm. a higher thing to reach yes, to. Yes. So I don't want to get mixed up here because we use dream. It's like spirit, right? Mm-hmm. The word spirit. You use mm-hmm. spirit a whole lot of different ways. Spirit can be alcohol. Yes. Spirits. Right. right? right. Spirit can be a ghost. Mm-hmm. Spirit can be an apparition. Mm-hmm. You can have a spirited conversation with somebody. Mm-hmm. It just means it's animated. It's or lively. That's S. Yes. Or you have capital right. S, uh-huh. which is the third person of the Trinity. Exactly, the Holy Spirit. So there's words out there that we use, the same word in the English language, that means a whole lot of different mm-hmm. things. You, in the context, you have to determine right. what they are. Mm-hmm. So in the context of what we're talking about, we're not talking about the wonderful speech that Martin Luther King Jr. had, I have a dream. We're not talking about a bit of undigested beef mm-hmm. or more of gravy than grave about you. Mm-hmm. We're talking about dreams that we have that have symbolism in them, and mean something beyond just the immediate thing you see, mm-hmm. but it's but it's an attempt to um, say something to you secretively uh, that's just for you that is probably futuristic, mm-hmm. right? Something that you might know that's going to happen in the future. So, with that in mind, with the mm-hmm. definition of what we're talking about as a dream, let's think about some. Dreams in the Bible, and okay. kind of take off from there. Because to me, there were two dreams early on, first book of the Bible, Genesis 31, that um, I think would be a good starting place. Mm-hmm. The fellow's name is Joseph, Okay, right? Mm-hmm. He is the favorite of many sons of his father. And uh, Genesis 31, he's out there, he's with his brothers, from whom... They are a little jealous of him anyway because he's the fair-haired child. Seems like daddy loves him, Joseph, the most. And then he just comes up and says, hey, I've had a dream. Mm-hmm. With a pretty coat that he had been given. Yeah, a multicolored right. coat. Yeah, right. Uh, long before mm-hmm. Dolly Parton ever got hers. Yes. Uh, but mm-hmm. he said, listen, I had this dream where the sheaves in the field, the, the, the things that we harvest, mm-hmm. I'm one sheave, you guys are other sheaves, mm-hmm. and every one of you bow down to right. me. Right, right. Yep, and then on the hills of that, the dream about the stars mm-hmm. and them bowing down. And, and his uh, parents interpreted that, I mean, they were a part exactly, of that as well. Exactly. Uh-huh. So now he was going to shine brighter than any of them. Mm-hmm. They're all going to bow down to him. Mm-hmm. And But it was from God. Mm-hmm. This was a God-given dream. Right. And uh, I remember I, I, I did a message one time years ago, a statement I made, because somebody said to me in the preparation for that message, well, that was so stupid. Why would you say something like that that you know that would irritate those people around you? Mm. My statement was, so what you think about this, God-given dreams are too big to keep to yourself. That is an excellent statement. Yeah, that I mean, why would he ever, mm-hmm. why would God give him that dream? Even though, no, it would cause him hardship in the short run, mm-hmm. but be fulfilled in the long run. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, would you agree with that statement? God-given dreams are too big to keep to yourself? I, I would. And I have probably in the past in preaching that uh, ventured into uh, it wasn't the wisest thing in the world to say it at that moment. Yep. But hearing that statement, I like that. I, mm-hmm. I really, yeah, yeah. I think I'm coming over your side. I, I like that. <laughs> I like that it's statement. true. I mean, when, uh, when God lays something upon your heart, let's just say that, when mm-hmm. the Spirit impresses you to do something, Oftentimes, it runs uh, counter mm-hmm. 
to to what a lot of people are doing. Right. Yes. You know, um, uh, just decisions that you have to make as a spiritual leader, might be a mother or a dad, you know, leader of an organization. Um, a lot of times, those things. I remember when we were in a building campaign at church many years ago. And uh, it was the Sunday of the vote. I'm not lying. The night before God said, no, mm. don't do it. Mm. We had advertised this. We spent money on this. We had had plans drawn up on this. And um, next morning I came to the church and I said, I know we were supposed to have a vote today. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm not the ultimate authority around here, but God has given the responsibility to lead this church. And we're not going to vote. I don't have a piece about it. It was so difficult difficult. Uh because many people um, were gung-ho saying, you know, we're all going to die anyway. Get a big loan, build Mm -hmm. the thing, Mm -hmm. leave it to somebody else. Other people were going, no, don't ever build anything. Don't ever borrow any money. Don't do anything. And I was somewhere in between. If Mm -hmm. we can afford it in our budget, let's do it for the kingdom Mm -hmm. of God, advancement of the gospel, all this kind of stuff. And so I kind of was right there. I was good with it. But it came to fruition in that it was not long before the economy just fell apart, mm-hmm. and we would have been in a terrible right. shape. At so the, the time timing we wasn't it. right. The timing wasn't right. right. Time wasn't right. It wasn't that the what we were going to do was a wrong thing mm-hmm. for wrong motives. It was mm-hmm. just bad timing, and I couldn't see the future, but God does. Mm-hmm. So right. I, I see those kinds of things taking place. So another dream, mm-hmm. Daniel chapter two, right? King Nebuchadnezzar. Mm-hmm. Daniel is one of the children of uh, Jerusalem that have been taken into captivity down into Babylon. Uh, he has risen through the ranks because of the, the spirit of God that's on him. Mm-hmm. And there is a dream that the, the soothsayers and the wise men of Babylon could not understand. And so Daniel stood up and said, Oh, king, I can tell you the dream and the interpretation of the dream. Do you remember what that dream was? It was the statue, the idol, yeah. oh, yes. with uh-huh. the head of gold right, right. going down right. the brass, the bronze, you know, silver, all that Very sort of stuff. Very prophetic. Very prophetic uh-huh. about the ages of empires mm-hmm. to come, mm-hmm. culminating at the iron mixed with clay in the feet, mm-hmm. where the stone comes from heaven and mm-hmm. crushes it. It's a right. very very relevant Mm -hmm. dream to today. Exactly. And he Uh told him that dream. So think about this. Mm -hmm. That was a dream given by God Mm -hmm. to an unbeliever. Ah, that's good. Can that happen today? There are dreams that are dreams for warning. There are prophetic dreams. There are dreams for direction. You know, you remember um, when Joseph and the uh, family were in Egypt. And uh, he had a dream that they should go back to Israel, mm-hmm. you know, so a directional dream. Right. And uh, dreams as a set of warning and prophetic dreams. And, and But that's a great point that you brought up there. You know, can God give dreams um, to um, unbelievers, you know? And, and I think I would, I would venture to say, uh, I'm sure you have heard, as I have, uh, a lot of Muslims are... Uh, having dreams, right, and and many, many, many are coming to Christ um, from seeing uh, Jesus in those dreams. You know, yeah, great and, book been uh, written about that. Yes, uh, about these these people in lands where the gospel is prohibited, mm-hmm. being visited by a, a being of light mm-hmm. in the in the nighttime in their dreams, and giving them instructions of where to go, who yes. to seek yes. out. Um, that dream doesn't save them, mm-hmm. but it leads them on the path to right. salvation. Right, and and just too many that have been documented to ignore. Yeah, you know. And oh, it's so, over and over. Yes, yes. 
Uh, I think of another one too. It's Joseph right after it's Matthew chapter one. Yeah, Matthew chapter one. Uh, Mary has been told by God that uh, she is going to be having a baby, uh, not from a man, but by the Holy Spirit. And Mm. this is going to be the son of God, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And so Joseph, not there when that announcement was made, mm-hmm. learns of his wife or you know his the girl he's engaged to, her pregnancy, mm-hmm. and he says, you know, I, I'm I'm just going to have to cut this thing off. I can't mm-hmm. I can't let this happen. You, right. We're going to put an end to this engagement. Mm-hmm. If you remember, it's an angel that appears in a dream. Mm. It's so it's that that's so nuanced the way right. it's said. Yes. In a dream, an angel appeared to Joseph and said, don't put her away. This child is of God, of right, the Holy right. Spirit. Yes. Don't do it. And so that that was a one of direction and comfort and encouragement. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he didn't see a vision of something. He didn't see a, he didn't, but it was an, a doorway opened into the eternal mm-hmm. where a visitor would step in, mm-hmm. that being an angel. Not the angel of the Lord, for that's Jesus Christ. If, right, if we'll right. talk about that some other time. Mm-hmm. But an angel of the mm-hmm. Lord came and gave him this announcement and then just stepped back out of the dream again and went, oh, okay, now I've been informed. Well, the circumstances of that were so unusual that wouldn't you say that it would take a dream like that with an angel? You know? it, it'd have yeah. to be, you know, riding in the clouds in yes. heaven or yeah. something like that. And, right. and, and, and it, you know, he was a good man and mm-hmm. he, you know, obviously he... He adhered or listened to God and, and did what he was going to do. So there are more, but I, I don't want to just keep repeating, but the, the validity of dreams are there. The scriptures replete with them, and I think they're mentioned in like 17 books uh, of the Bible. Maybe 17 more. out of 66. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I think. I think you're probably right, right. because, you know, Isaiah had dreams. Mm-hmm. And he had dreams in Genesis. and um, Yeah, there's several dreams in the Bible, mm-hmm. the New Testament as well. Um Okay, so I think I already know this because your answer was a burrito. <laughs> Have you ever had a, a spiritual dream? You know, I've had friends who have, but um, I can't say that I have. Okay. Uh, I just, um, I really have not. Um, I can't, and I, I know I would recall it if I did. Yeah. But I, I, I never have. Mine have always been... Just the weird, weird dreams that you wake up and you know I've had several where you're falling off a building or something. Yeah, wake up before wake you up get right the ground. Yeah, yeah, but uh, you but find I yourself in bed on the floor next to your yeah. bed. <laughs> <laughs> have you? Have you ever had a spiritual? Uh, you know, I may have had two. I'm not sure about the first one. I, the first one is so far back that. Um, I don't know if it's something I made up or it was legit. So I'm not going to talk about that one. But I did have one that I verified because I told two good friends the very next morning after having told my wife. And so I had this dream. And uh, the dream was like this. I, let me give you some perspective of where it was. Uh, I had felt like God wanted me to teach the Bible. I didn't know what capacity. Mm-hmm. You know, seminary professor, Bible college professor, Sunday school teacher. I didn't know what it was like. Uh, but I had been told by others I had the gift of teaching mm-hmm. and that they enjoyed hearing me teach. And so, okay. Um, so I'm I'm having this dream and it, it's it's almost a static dream. Although it was there is motion to it, but there's not a storyline. I am standing behind a pulpit, mm. okay? 
from the perspective of standing behind a pulpit, looking out into a congregation in a building which I had never been. Right. Uh, I could even give you little nuances and details of a picture that was on the wall over here, the number of windows, the center door back there because the vestibule or the entryway in a small church, I mean, it's the door. Mm -hmm. And when you walk through the door, there's like three feet and you're in the worship center, right? Right, Enough to hang a coat or two. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think uh, I didn't know that then. Later I would learn there's steps there leading down to the basement where Sunday school classes Mm -hmm. were. Probably attendance board there with the offering. Attendance board was behind me. I couldn't Uh, see it, but it was there. Um, So I'm standing there, pulpit, looking out, and I see people in the, you know, it was certainly not full. Mm -hmm. It was dotted here and dotted there. And they were standing with hymnals in their hand. Like mm-hmm. the oddest thing was, there wasn't a person there with a human head. <laughs> uh, you have my attention. <laughs> <laughs> they were dressed in human clothing. Okay. Had human hands. Okay. Their heads were either sheep or wolves. Okay. I will not go to bed tonight. I will not go to bed. <laughs> Uh, most of them were sheep, uh-huh. I'm glad to report. Right. But periodically, through the congregation, uh-huh. there were wolves' heads. Okay. And then I woke up. Okay. So I told my wife, mm-hmm. I said, this is kind of scary, freaked me out, creeped me out. It was so real. Mm. I was standing there. Mm. The room was so real, and I'd never seen it before. So I got on the phone the next day and called two of my friends from church, uh, one had I talked with, another was a visitation friend. We'd go out on visitation for the church together. Right. Had a good relationship. I said, before I forget this, and so that someone else will know that this was, you know, I, let me tell you what this dream was. Mm-hmm. I told them both. Neither one of them knew what it meant, mm-hmm. but, you know, they, they, they would to this day affirm the fact that I had that dream and told them about it. So, I, I wish I kept it. I never was good at keeping a diary, but it wasn't too long afterwards. It was probably weeks or a couple of months mm-hmm. that my pastor, where where I was attending, my, my wife and I, said, hey, a church, and he gave me the name of the church, had asked me, did I know anyone that could be their pastor? Small church, uh, part-time position, mm-hmm. wouldn't have to leave your job. And he said, you know, I recommended you. Wow. Would you would you be willing? I said, I'd love to talk to them because I'd love a regular opportunity to teach. And so I made an appointment. My first Sunday, I walked in. That was the room. <laughs> and those people standing oh, in wow. those places. Wow. And while I couldn't make the direct correlation, I knew that some of those people in that room were there for the wrong reason. Mm-hmm. They were there to devour mm. and not to be fed. Mm. You know, Doc, it's around that time that you and I actually met. Yeah, Because I that's was right. pastoring just a couple of miles from there, really. You really were. And, and you uh, knew that community. Right. And you know that to be the truth. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. Yes, yes, without a doubt. It was God preparing uh-huh. me for that. Because when you are young and idealistic, you think everybody mm. loves Jesus. Right. And everybody's at church for the right purpose. Mm-hmm. And God was preparing me to know, no, that's not the case. Mm-hmm. There's a spiritual battle in every church. Mm-hmm. And there are people there for the wrong reasons right. who could hurt you and hurt the church. You know, there are a lot of dreams like that uh, that do come to fruition. 
but uh, many of us have watched or heard about people that get on the internet and uh, videotape something that they said they had a dream and then they put a timetable to it yeah you know this is going to happen in this month or this is going to happen in that month and and those things do not happen yeah and so those cannot be of god you know in in its heart it's it's because like some of these people seem so genuine and, mm-hmm. and to be very contemporary about this mm-hmm. you and i both watched a video of a guy sitting in his car yes just a few weeks ago right saying on this and this date, mm-hmm. this is going to happen in America. Mm-hmm. This is going to happen in America. Um, it didn't happen. No, and and you and I both know what happened to folks in the Old Testament when uh, they prophesied or yeah. gave things like that out, Yeah, you know, and it wasn't pleasant. No, you're either a prophet 100% of yeah. the time or you're dead 100% yes. of the time. There was no in between. No in between. Leave that brother. prophet to the prophets. Right. Don't, don't do not it. And, and that's why yeah. I hesitated. Uh, I, all I wanted to do was to validate that this was a real dream. Uh-huh. I didn't know what the interpretation was. Mm-hmm. Not until I saw it come to fruition mm-hmm. in my own life. Mm-hmm. Then I understood the reason for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't, don't be surprised. Right. You know, right. be prepared yes. when you step into this environment. Yeah. Well, if if dreams can be important and they can be tools used by God in a spiritual sense to lead God and direct our lives, it seems to me that that would be a uh, an avenue that the enemy could come in and subvert God's purpose for our lives by giving us false dreams. Mm. So the question on the table is... Can Satan give us a dream? Can he dig in our Cheerios? Yes. You know. What do you know, think? We know the Bible says in First John that we are to test the spirits. You know, and and I'm sitting here trying to think of a biblical example of a believer that had a dream given by Satan. I, none one none come to mind right now. Yeah. And uh, does one come to your mind? Prophecies, yes. Right. Prophecies, yes. But not a dream. But not dreams. Mm-hmm. Now, my question is, uh, a dream is in the spirit or in the mind, whatever mm-hmm. way you want to say that. Mm-hmm. We do know that there are strongholds in our life set right. up by the enemy, that mm-hmm. God gives us tools to tear down. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is, while I don't see any biblical examples of that, could a dream build a stronghold if we opened ourselves up to that kind of attack? I think, you know, um, Satan can definitely use secondary methods, uh, planting things in our lives. And and let me just go ahead and say this. I, I don't think probably that Satan himself, um, you know, uh, his demonic forces... I don't think that I'm much of a threat uh, to Satan himself, um, uh, Big D, the devil, but uh, he would use his demonic forces Mm -hmm. uh, against me and maybe you and and others. Um, But uh, but I think he can use secondary methods uh, placed in our lives that we begin to dwell on, and and then we have those dreams, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, and, and so th- that's the way I think I would uh, share it or say it. What, what, what's your thought on that? Yeah, I, I, I go back to, I did a, one of these podcasts about the spiritual when I was promoting my book, yes. Wicked Spirits. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember talking about the fact that we can open up avenues in which 
the demonic can enter in. We can either do it inadvertently through mm-hmm. carelessness, or we could do it voluntarily because we want to dabble in that sort of stuff. And I don't know whether you consider what a, a person who dabbles in sorcery, a person in necromancy, mm-hmm. meaning getting information from dead right. or death. Now you're talking about believers, right? Mm-hmm. Right now, are you talking about believers? I, believers certainly can be enticed okay. into being a part mm-hmm. of those sort of things. Mm-hmm. And um, I just wanted to make sure for the audience that yeah. that's what you're talking about. Yeah. Now, obviously, um, people who are not believers who engage in that sort of thing, and, and some of them make a livelihood mm-hmm. out of it, mm-hmm. I do believe that some of those people do give... Uh, correct information, but not for the good, but to be harmful, mm-hmm. to cause you harm or fear. Right. I don't. Again, that the whole definition that we've come up with, dream. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I could affix that to that, mm-hmm. or even to our own environment as believers. Can the enemy do that if we open ourselves up to it? When you say that that information that they would give would be excellent predictions because we know Satan is not omniscient right. like Christ is. He doesn't know all. Right. And so he can survey the land. He can look and and give incredible predictions, and most of the time they can come true. But he can't be prophetic 100% of the time because he's not omniscient. He can't be prophetic, but he can be manipulative. Right. And, and I think what happens in those instances where people open themselves up to mm-hmm. the demonic is what they're doing. Then They're inviting what that outcome is. If I make certain moves on a chessboard, I can predict mm-hmm. what that outcome will be. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can make moves to counter that, but God, God can protect us, certainly, if we call upon him. But if we're not in that position in our lives mm-hmm. and we're not close to the Lord and we're allowing our steps not to be... Uh, directed as the Bible says, a righteous man's steps are directed by the right, Lord. Right. So, what does it mean if you're not being righteous? Yeah. So if you're not, then your steps can be directed another way. And I think mm-hmm. what happens is there's self fulfilling prophecies. Mm-hmm. That this is what I see in your future, and you begin uh, what this is what they taught us when I got my motorcycle license back decades ago. It's called target fixation. Mm. You tend to drive or steer toward what you're looking at. Okay. So if you're going down the road and you look over at a house. Mm-hmm. And you look there too long, you you will begin to drive that direction. Mm-hmm. So you're supposed to keep your eyes on the road ahead of you and, and what you fixate on. So I think that's true in the spiritual sense as well. If you mm-hmm. keep your eyes fixed upon the Lord, right. then you continue to move that direction. Mm-hmm. If you take your eyes off and fix them on something else, you begin to move that. And that way you can be easily misled. Whether and So that's kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy. That what we, we have get. the mind of Christ as believers. But we can, because we're human, we can let our guards down. Yeah, that's right. And uh, and many times we both have let our guard down. Yeah. And uh, I boxed all my life uh, growing up, and I know the danger of letting your guard down. Yeah. And uh, physically, but boy, spiritually, even more so in in a in a dangerous way. And I, and, I, and I'm not going to get into it because it's not the topic of this uh, this podcast, but. I think what right now in America is taking place with a lot of believers mm-hmm. is the enemy has taken our our minds, our thoughts, and our vision off the things of God, and we're looking at things around us. Mm. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Uh, yeah. and, and, and it seems to be the righteous thing to do. Mm-hmm. seems to be the right thing to do, but is it the right thing to do? Mm-hmm. You know, we're supposed to look up, not look around. Exactly. Right? So, right. anyway, okay. So, I think... I think what I would say about that, can Satan give us dreams, is maybe. 
<laughs> I'm hard and fast on it, maybe. <laughs> uh, because it could be one of those avenues in which he uses to uh-huh. steer us in the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I think probably only if mm-hmm. we were to open ourselves up to him mm-hmm. giving us a dream. Right. And, and I think, as I said, more through a secondary method is what I would say. Okay. Okay. Uh, so with these dreams... Can we learn to interpret dreams? I'm, and, and once again, let me say, I think we can interpret to some degree a physiological dream or a psychological mm-hmm. dream, one that's brought on by either a, a bad eating habit or, mm-hmm. or, or by us hiding something in our life from society or a fear that we have deep within us. I think maybe we could use some earthly wisdom, if you want to call it that, in this, and saying, okay, well, I think probably this is what's going on with that dream. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and So let's don't talk about that, because, I, I mean, some people may want to debate that, because mm-hmm. some people think everything man does is wrong. I don't necessarily yeah. think that that's true. I think doctors are really good, mm-hmm. and many doctors who are good are not believers. Right, and professionals that right. counsel are yeah. good. Yeah. So I don't want to go there, but let's talk about a real dream uh, that's been sent by God. Mm-hmm. Can you learn to interpret those dreams? Let, let me say something parenthetically, I, I think, first. Um, I, I think those things are rare anyway because we have the canon of Scripture. Yeah. Um, you know, in Hebrews chapter 1, verses 1 and 2, uh, it says in the past uh, that he spoke uh, to the fathers in different ways, but, but now he speaks by his son, you know. Yeah. And, and so we, we have the totality of the Word of God from Genesis to the maps. Right. And, and I think that is the way God speaks the majority of the time now. I do too. And I think you agree with that. I do. Um, and, and so, uh, but the question on the table is, can we interpret dreams? And um, I would venture to say um, it, it would be a scary thing to try to do. Yeah. Uh, because if you're not 100%, uh, then you're giving someone wrong information or you're even giving your own heart wrong information. Yeah. You know? And so I, I would be very hesitant uh, to venture in that direction. One of the reasons that I wanted to bring that up is that I know in the past there have been different religious organizations who actually have dream interpretation classes. Ah. Okay. That you can go and you mm-hmm. can be a part of that and you can be used in ministry. Yeah. Somebody comes to you and says, I had this dream. You can tell them what that dream meant. Is there a fee involved in that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I never applied for one of the okay. classes. Okay. I, I okay. never I never got into yeah. it because uh, just the fact that I didn't uh, apply, nor was accepted, <laughs> probably... Would, would lead you to believe the truth that I don't think that you can right. learn to interpret dreams. Exactly. I, I think that uh, the wise men in Babylon uh, were probably pretty learned men. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, they studied the stars. Mm-hmm. They studied everything. They were they're very knowledgeable, very intelligent mm-hmm. people. Uh, but yet they still couldn't interpret the dream of Nebuchadnezzar, their king, even under threat of death. Yes. They couldn't do it. Yes. Uh, but here you got a guy that certainly was in the process of being taught their ways. Mm-hmm. We, we know that Daniel and his friends were brought into that realm because of their intelligence and everything. Uh, but they weren't nearly as schooled in their ways. And the 
interpretation to the dream wasn't given to them because of their uh, mental ability. It was a spiritual gift yeah. by God. God will give you the interpretation. Yes. yes. Uh-huh. So I don't think that you can learn to interpret dreams. I think the, the interpretation of dream, listen, and I want to make very clear when I say this because I don't want people to misunderstand this, is a gift of God. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a resident gift of God. Mm-hmm. I don't think that you can advertise yourself as a dream interpreter and rent yourself out. Right. I agree with that 100%. I think God yeah. can give you. Uh-huh. If I were to share with you, I got a dream, mm-hmm. Tony, and it's really bothering me. Mm-hmm. And I I tell you what that dream is. And mm-hmm. if God were to graciously gift you mm-hmm. with the interpretation of the dream, you were certain it's from God, I would want to hear that from mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Knowing you know who you are and the, right. that you're a believer, I would want to hear that. But I'd be careful mm-hmm. whom I listen to. Yeah. And as we often say on this podcast, we would filter everything through the Word of God, That's right. you know, and the, uh, the the interpretation of that dream. We would look uh, at Scripture and make sure that it does not in any way contradict Scripture, because if it did, that interpretation would be moot. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. Finally, do you have a Bible with you? I do not. Okay, you got it on your. I do have okay. it on my. Okay. Mm-hmm. So there's two passages of Scripture. One's just a repetition of the other. Uh, Joel 2.28 and Acts 2.17. Acts 2.17 is looking back at Joel 2.28. So pick either one of those. And if you don't mind, if if you could read that, I'm going to ask the question, what does that mean? Yeah, and I can't wait to hear your answer on this <laughs> one. <laughs> uh, Acts 2.17, And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Maybe that's why you have more dreams than I do. I'm older than you are. Yeah, you are. You're older than I am. (laughs) Your time's coming. (laughs) Uh, You must not be characterized as young men either because you haven't had a vision either. Oh! Uh, so, true. <laughs> <laughs> so that's an interesting passage. That's a that's a repetition of the Joel two twenty eight, mm-hmm. which is prophetic in the future. Acts chapter two verse seventeen: the church is being born, birthed yeah. by the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, right? Mm-hmm. And now this is somebody saying, "Woo, look at here! Mm-hmm. This is a picture of." Mm-hmm. Remember, we talked. I don't remember how many weeks ago it was. We were making a distinction about what the the end times were. Mm-hmm. And my statement was, and I think you and I agreed, the end times began at the birth of the church in Acts chapter 2. Right. It's that, that last period of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, from that point on, people were expectantly looking for the return of Christ, mm-hmm. which, by the way, let me just say, I don't want to get sidetracked. Mm-hmm. I'm right here behind <laughs> me on my desk. I, I'm, I'm going to be preaching the last Sunday in February at Dallas Bay, and oh. I'm working on a message. Yeah. And I'm working on that term parousia. Yes. You know, parousia, oh, I love that. The yeah. coming of yeah. Jesus. Right. It's used in other respects mm-hmm. as well. It, even when we get into Second Thessalonians about the coming of the lawless one, that's mm-hmm. the parousia mm-hmm. of the lawless mm-hmm. one. And what does that mean when he yes. is coming? You know, so that's one of the most interesting Greek words to me. Really is, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's yeah, pretty it fascinating. So um Anyway, I, I'm working on that right now. Mm-hmm. That hope, the hope So, everyone was looking for the parousia mm-hmm. of Christ, right? And they thought it would be immediate. When it wasn't, then Paul had to say some things, and Paul was given that interpretation, or at least that divine word, in the period of time that he spent with the resurrected Christ mm-hmm. after his Damascus Road 
mm-hmm. experience. Mm-hmm. Paul actually got information that the disciples didn't get. Yes. Um, because he was the one who was privileged to be revealed to the mystery of the church, mm-hmm. he says. And, and so, wrote so many of the letters. That, I mean, yes. you know, he, he said, I don't want you to be ignorant, brother. So mm-hmm. let me tell you what mm-hmm. Christ has told me. Right. And so a lot of what we know about the church and end time events are through right. Paul. I've Paul read that. that passage in Thessalonians at so many gravesides, yeah. so many places there, you know, in, in cemeteries. And I had one uh, funeral director that he would sort of saunter up to me and he go, are you going to call them ignorant brethren again today? <laughs> <laughs> because I read it so often, you know. <laughs> uh, I'd have you not be ignorant brethren. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> no so comma, started, just started, ignorant brethren. I started using uh, uninformed. <laughs> well, the King James puts it so well, though. Yeah, he does. So what's your thought, Doc, on the timetable of these visions and these dreams? What's your time? Okay. What's your thought on that? I think what the scripture is saying there uh-huh. is the age of the church, the end times, mm-hmm. because Joel 2.28 is looking forward to the time of the church. Mm-hmm. Acts chapter 2 verse 17 is introducing what just happened. What just happened was the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Right. Okay, uh-huh. So the time has come when God will no longer only speak to prophets, mm-hmm. which he did in the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. He would pour his spirit out on, on an individual. So not anymore. Mm-hmm. Both young and old right. are going to be given insight into God's word, into God's actions. And anyone mm-hmm. chosen by God, neither free man nor slave, right. Greek yeah. or Hebrew yeah. person, all are equal before God now. Mm-hmm. And this age of the church will be identified by God speaking through different individuals and two different individuals through spiritual and supernatural means, mm-hmm. some of which will be uh, prophetically proclaimed, mm-hmm. many of which, like mine, the one I received, mm-hmm. because I'm in that time frame, right. in the end time, was for my own edification. It wasn't for me to go put on Facebook or YouTube mm-hmm. in order to get a lot of followers or you know hits. Mm-hmm. It was for my own edification. Be prepared. This is what's coming your way. So both old men and young men are going to be uh, given insight by the Holy Spirit who dwells within them, sometimes for prophetic proclamation. But as you said, those are rare. Right. Uh, too many of us want to make our prophecies our lives, and mm-hmm. we, want, we think everybody needs to know them. No, not mm-hmm. necessarily. It might be just for you alone. But I, but I do think that as time draws nearer, that they become more profound and perhaps more persistent more often because it's just like a, you know, Jesus, I'm not using this metaphor, I think, out of place because mm-hmm. Jesus talked about the coming of himself, the parousia, mm-hmm. the coming of Christ as a woman who's in labor. There's a period of time mm-hmm. leading up to where things are yeah. developing, but as the time draws near, things get a little more quickly paced. There's pain involved, mm-hmm. and that pain is not always the pain of birth pains, but they're pains leading up to the birth pains. I think that we're in that season right now where, where God is speaking. Because of that, I think there's also a lot of false teaching mm-hmm. and a lot of people wanting to play that role, mm-hmm. which God hasn't chosen. So we have to be very discerning then. That's what the Spirit in us right. does, detects truth mm-hmm. from error. The Holy Spirit will throw a flag on the play. Um, you know, uh, when we hear something on television or the radio and someone has had a dream, mm-hmm. then again, we, we look at it and compare it to what we know of the Word of God. 
and uh, and we just have to to be very discerning. We have yeah. to very you know, to listen carefully, and because we are uh, leaders in churches, right. you know, uh, you're retired now, but you still preach mm-hmm. often. And, and I preach every Sunday, every week. And so, and our folks ask us questions. I mean, I'm asked often about different things and things that folks have seen on Facebook or uh, the internet, you know. Right. And they'll send me, they'll send me clips. And I know they still do you as well. Constantly. And, yes. And what do you think about this, Brother T? Yeah. You know, what do you think about this, Dr. D? And, uh, and so we have to be very discerning and, um, and just uh, look uh, and compare it, as I said a moment ago, to to God's Word. Yeah, but I agree; it's going to get more and more. I, I think that's what it's saying here. I think so too, and I think I think it's an exciting time to live. Mm-hmm. It's a scary time to live in some respect, in that it's unknown. Right. Uh, but um, I think just as God moved in supernatural ways at the at the first release of His children, remember the parting the mm-hmm. sea and the pillar mm-hmm. of fire and cloud, and all the other things that they saw. Uh, I think that will accompany this period of time as well. And I think that's wonderful. It's a wonderful time to live. Again, it's a creepy time to live. Right. If you don't mind me right. saying it that way. Mm-hmm. It's a little supernatural time to live. But, um, man, we're going to see the hand of God. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you saw miracles during that time. You saw yeah. miracles during the time of Elijah and Elisha. Right. Uh, and, and then, of course, uh, the time of Christ. Right. And and now I, I agree. And the birth of the early church. Remember, yes. there was the yeah. raising of the dead yeah. and yes. there was healing. Yes. All after the uh-huh. ascension of Christ right. and the birth of the church. Right. So. And, and now near the end of time, uh, it will be more and more. Yeah. Well, I, to me, I, it's, it's a subject that we could go on and on about. I really find it very interesting myself. But hopefully we um, maybe spark people's interest enough for them to do a little more mm-hmm. study on their own mm-hmm. or maybe answered a few questions that people may have had right. concerning dreams that they have had. And Hey, Doc, I'm not going to sleep for <laughs> two nights. Because if I, if I have a dream yeah. of people holding hymn books with a sheep head yeah. or a goat head, I'm telling you, man. I don't know. I don't know. See, brother. see, then you can know yeah. that that's not a genuine thing from God. That just by something that you experienced right. during the day. That'll help me. Yeah, yeah. that'll help. Me. Yeah. yeah, that's just a repeat. Don't have repeat dreams. <laughs> <laughs> Get your own. <laughs> As always, it's really encouraging uh, for you guys to listen to us. We're over twelve hundred down loads mm-hmm. now uh that's really good but and people are finding out about us all the time right. it's a slow roll i know to get these things off the ground uh but if you guys who like this and many of you told us that you do i look forward to it each week would you please subscribe uh that way when a new podcast is available you'll know about it and it'd really help us out if if you're sold on this thing you really enjoy it uh, and want it to continue, you need to share it with other people. We want to make sure that we're making some inroads. And we're, I mean, we've got plenty of things to do with our time, but mm-hmm. I, I think we believe that this can be helpful. Yeah. Tell someone, yeah. share it. Share some. You may have, to, we talked about, uh, you may have teach somebody how to download an app on their phone <laughs> to uh, podcast, listen to podcasts right. or how to do that. Not everyone does that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's something I do. I do it more often than listen to the radio. Mm-hmm. I listen to a lot of podcasts, but um, not everybody's there. But uh, we're hoping to get more. More people there, I think it's going to be more enjoyable. I think so too. I'm excited about it. I'm excited about next week already. Me too. What are we going to talk about? We have no. We d- we do not know. We decide okay. after each podcast. Right. I, that's just what well, we fly by the seat of our pants. We do, and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm glad you guys were with us. God bless you.